You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fan. The Eagles fan. Oh. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome to your favorite podcast for all things birds talk. Birds. The Philly Specialist. I'm your host, Eric, joined by my co-host, Dom, and we are coming to you a little late. We were a little tied up last weekend when the Eagles made a draft. We were at a bachelor party in Boston. It was a good time. Had a lot of fun. Awesome time. Awesome time. But we were right on the heels of the Eagles having probably their best draft, at least the draft night grade, and I know it takes a while before you can really grade a, a draft class, but probably the most hopeful I've been after draft weekend in a long time. Yeah, I think I think the vibes like were very much like the table was set last year and all this all last year we're, you know, we're spending every episode pressing the draft button, we're tracking all these picks and and all that culminating and like having all this capital and just talking about it. And you never really felt like it was ever going to – it was like the excitement built, 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 and it almost felt like it was impossible for them to uh, reach the level of excitement that we had had. And for the Eagles to come out on Thursday and absolutely uh, dominate night one of the draft, have one of the best first nights in uh, the draft that I can remember uh, – the second day, a little, little, little more boring, but I would say that I was still pretty excited when I was done with the, uh, with our dinner for the bachelor party, and then, uh, you know, a couple other picks on on Sunday, and you know, this week has been really exciting. I've been kind of caught up with the Sixers, but the Sixers getting their dicks kicked in last night has been really nice for me because I was able to immediately push all those emotions away and. I've put a $25 bet on Jalen Hurts to win the MVP. This today I was I was like I was like full overcorrecting to the other side. I'm like why why not the Eagles this year? And like I'm I'm going ignoring all the upsetness that the Sixers have brought me over the last 24 hours and I've pushed it all firmly into the Eagles camp. Uh by the time people are listening to this, it'll be Thursday. I will have convinced myself not only that the Sixers are going to win, so that we'll have two parades this year. Uh, they will win on Thursday and on Sunday. Uh, so that's cool to work into my delusional brain and think about it. But enough about the Sixers. Let, let's get into the draft. I think my my preferred way, and and you know, want to hear your take on it. Going through it in the order of which happened. So you know, picks, Absolutely, trades. Yeah. So. So Thursday night, watching the Sixers uh, kick kick the shit out of uh, the Raptors, awesome. Flip on to the other side. Phil's won that day too. Phil's did close out a sweep, and then uh, the the turn on the draft. Draft starts off, I would say, not optimal for what I was hoping. You know, the two corners went very quickly. I think in the first five, uh, Giants didn't do something. Stupid. They 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 went with Kayvon Thibodeau and then got. Uh, I think they got Evan Neal at seven. So like the first seven picks, I was like getting a little like offset stomach. Like too many good things have happened happened in Philadelphia sports for this to uh, to to have a good night with the with the Eagles. And then you know picks start falling and the run on wide receiver happens. And then we're about to be up at thirteen. Uh, sorry, we're about to be up uh, at fifteen and the. Who, who did we trade with? Uh, Detroit, I believe. I believe it was Detroit to jump over the Ravens. We jump up uh, and we're on the clock. Jamison Williams just goes with Detroit. So we must have traded with Houston. And the pick, to me, I was like sitting there. I'm I'm so excited because I felt like two of the two guys there at that point were Kyle Hamilton and Jordan Davis, both of which guys we talked about, one of which we didn't think was ever going to fall to us. And I think... The other gentleman with that we ended up getting, Jordan Davis, I thought we both thought would be like a very much ideal pick. And the pick comes in, and it's Jordan Davis. And it's like, all right, we're cooking with gas. I'm fired up. Uh, what do you think of the pick? I mean, I love the pick. I think Jordan Davis is a great player. Um, I thought if they were going to move up, it was going to be Hamilton. And I, I do really believe Hamilton is going to be a great player. But here's the thing. They had a board. And I think Jordan Davis was 
very high. Like, I think Jordan Davis was, like, top three on the Eagles board. Yeah. And so if they had that on their board and they think Jordan Davis was their guy, it is what it is. I'm not, you know, I I thought Kyle Hamilton was was a great player. It sucks to miss out on him, but you can only draft one player in the first round, and I think Jordan Davis is going to be a stud too. So I'll take it all day. I'm not upset with that. This this is how the Eagles like to win too. The Eagles like to win in the trenches. It's an Eagles trenchy pick. It's exciting because he was a combine warrior. And it's exciting because he was an integral piece of the best defense that college football's seen in God knows how long. So I'm amped for it. I'm stoked for it. Seeing Jordan Davis and the way he was acting with with the uh, the Philly fans yeah. at the draft too was like very cool. Seems like a good dude. Seems like a cool guy. Seems like he's going to get it. Um, you know, think of all the the greatness that Fletcher Cox has brought here. You know, that's what we're hoping he does again. And you talk about like you know how important is the position. Well, you know, defensive line is a more important position today than safety. Yeah, I So agree, I, I can't I fault them at all. If I had a big board, uh, my big board probably would have had Hamilton above Jordan Davis, but not by a lot. Right, right. I, I, I obviously gushed about him on the last pod, Jordan Davis, that is. Um, I kind of never even thought that Hamilton was going to be a, an option there. So I, I didn't Same. watch him as much. But again, I, I do agree with you. I think that tackle, especially in this uh, in this defense, uh, especially with the way that the Eagles focus so much on having a dominant offensive and defensive line, I think it's a, a no-brainer pick for, for the organization, and I totally support it. I mean, the guy had... Like he was the most athletic defensive tackle at that size of all time. His like re, like I think since they were tracking it, uh, relative athletic score he was a ten. He's only has one person that outperformed him, and that was like in all of like athletes that have performed at the combine, only one person has a higher athletic score than him. Was it you Aaron know? Donald? No, it was uh, Calvin Johnson. Like all players, oh. I'm saying I'm saying like any position he is the most athletic when you take into account like size and mm-hmm. like weight and stuff like his his i think it's weighted by weight in some way so just just an absolute athletic freak and uh i think the the fear that a lot of people have it's not it's not necessarily a sexy pick uh it's not something that people were like i was with, i was watching it with my buddy anthony um people know panvini from the podcast at this point and he was like mad. I'm like Jordan Davis is like the shit. Like you don't understand. Yeah, he's, he's a stud. Like, he's like I want cool, flashy touchdowns. And I'm like, you're not going to get this from this guy, but you're going to be really happy he's on your team for like eight years. Like he's going to be very good, and he has a chance to like his base level is like very, very good NFL player. It, and with his, a, like a like, even if he's not. Even if he doesn't turn into like a great pass rusher, mm-hmm. which I think that's very much overblown. You know, his time off the field, like, you know, him revolving in, I think he played like 40-something percent of snaps or something. He didn't play every single down. Mm. That's because um, they found themselves in passing situations on third and long all the time playing against them. <laughs> right. But he's a, at the very least an elite run stopper Yeah, who can two-gap. Right. I mean... It, it, he changes the math. Yeah. He, he's taking yeah. out two guys. Like... You want he's going to be how many? It's been one of those things that you get to do. Like it's like a, I think it's like I don't know if it's just us. I want to say it's more people than just us. I see it on Twitter and I you hear it at bars. Fletcher Cox doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but he's a he's a heck of a player because he makes life easier for everybody around him. It's the truth because these guys are now going to get one on one opportunities. Well, I mean. The perfect successor to that is a guy who is known for two-gapping, known for being a huge athletic freak, a run-stopper. And you're learning behind, you know, two really, really stud uh, defensive players in, in Graham and Cox. Uh, Hargrave, another one. Like, he's he's in a very, I would say, uh, optimal space to to reach his highest ceiling because of the players that are around him in Philadelphia. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Su- I'm super excited about it, and I was like, "All right, this is great. We we've done great for the uh, draft. I'm I'm not going to be able to uh, get more excited than this." And the Eagles fucking turn around and f- if you wanted flashy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, he Anthony Anthony's mouth to God's ears. AJ Brown trade it to the Eagles for eighteen and uh, a third, uh, and man, what 
what a great, great, great trade. Like, I just, I look at it like he's young. He's 24 years old. If you would have stayed at the spot and drafted Traylon Burks, you were drafting Traylon Burks so that Traylon Burks could become A.J. Brown. Maybe. Maybe. You know, Maybe. but what you are know? the, I mean, realistically, you got like a what? Like a 30%, 25% chance that, that, you know, I mean, any pick works out, but yeah. that he becomes as good as A.J. Brown. Yeah, and you know what you're getting with A.J. Brown. He's still he's still young. He's still at his prime. He's got 2,000-yard seasons in, in three years. His first two years, he had 1,000 yards in an offense that very much featured Derrick Henry. True. So, like, I, I don't know if the—I think the Eagles don't want to be that running offense that they were last year, and I think this is a very indicative sign of that. But the fact that even in an offense that— kind of mimics that run-heavy style, A.J. Brown was still able to get his, and, and that's that to me is just a, 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 a testament to how talented he is, that he's still, with limited opportunities, is getting 1,000-yard seasons. You can see he's a yak monster. He's a, he's a big-bodied freak, and I just I don't know how the Titans— I mean, you saw it in the draft moon room. Vrabel was sick about it, like— Judging by how upset the Titans fans are, the Titans sports reporters are, you can tell that this was like a very good win for for the Eagles in this trade. Yeah, it was a huge. I thought it was such a good move by Howie, and I and you know I remember when they traded up, thinking, okay, Jamison Williams is there. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, they like three players: <clears throat> Williams, Hamilton, and <clears throat> and Jordan Davis. Looking back, they traded up to move past Baltimore to get Jordan Davis. Right. But at the time, I'm thinking, oh, they're trading up for Jamison Williams. That's who they want. That's who they want. They're the, that goes away. Right. So now I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, and, and of course, we still ended up getting what I, what I believe was our guy. But at the time, you know, my initial reaction was like, okay, like, is this a consolation prize? Like, I'm still stoked to yeah, have you him. wanted the flashy touchdown. Yeah, we, well, we I, were what, all a little when Panvini they moved on up. that. When that Williams pick went, we all were a little Panvini dead inside. Like, I can't believe this. Because like, we, we were got... also watching wide receivers fly off the board. Yeah, that's true. And so it was like, fuck, now, like, now what are they going to do at 18? That's what I was like. I wasn't upset with having Jordan Davis, not by a long shot. But now I'm thinking to myself, well, the two best corners are off the board. All the best pass rushers are off the board. The, all the wide receivers that we're interested in are off the board. And I'm like, what are they going to do now at 18? You know, I, I mean, and Burks ended up going there. You know I like Burks a lot. Yeah. But it just made me wonder if it was if it was like, you know, if they were just like lost in the sauce there between 15 and 18. And may, Oh, thank you. <laughs> My tacos are here. Carne asada. Asada. Are these mine? That's that's steak tacos. That's Spanish for st- steak tacos. I didn't say. I said chicken. No, you yeah, said steak. You were there, right? Yeah, yeah. you said steak. Just no, get me like steak tacos. Steak. Oh, I thought I thought I asked for chicken. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Listen, you know sometimes you ask for chicken in the form of uh, Traylon Burks, and you get steak. Listen, I made a big oops, but I'm not upset with it. Listen, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pivot and move forward. And and moving forward, AJ Brown. Um, AJ Brown was such a no brainer too, and the Eagles had it in their pocket from the day before, which is yeah. which is what I was trying to get to. Was that they never, they were never going to draft Jamison Williams. Yeah, and it made me feel like after I real like I came to terms with that, and I was like, oh. This worked out exactly how they wanted it to work out. They wanted to jump Baltimore for Jordan Davis because they knew they didn't need to draft Jameson Williams. They had A.J. Brown in their back pocket. I felt very appreciative and very redeemed for our constant defense of Howie Roseman. Yeah, yeah. I think think we we were big preachers of patience with Howie. Uh, You know, the devil you know. Uh, I tried to step back and say, you know, these things would be a little different had he not made the mistakes, but whether whether or not he is the reason for the hole that the Eagles were in, we're coming out of this hole in a lot faster fashion than I thought. He's had two back-to-back, what I would call, last year I, I had it at like an A-. minus. I'm, I'm going to get to our grade here, but it's another very good grade. I'm, I'm happy with it. And, and, you know, the patience of the organization and – 
all teams have like the great, great, great teams. Like you think about, and and these teams may have had more sustained success, haven't had the lows that we've had. But when you think about the Steelers and the Patriots and the and the best teams in the league, they know that there's ebbs and flows, and they still keep the guys that run their team because they know those guys that run their team. Like they're losing their GM, the Steelers. They had twenty years of the of their GM before he's retiring, and potentially Andy Weidel from from the Eagles. Uh, front office is moving over there. Uh, but the point being is like the best teams are patient and loyal to the guys when they know that their guys are very talented. So coming out of it, yes, Howie did make a mess of of that 2017 team and run, but I'm uh, you know, I'm glad that we did give him a chance to redeem himself because it looks like he really took this as an opportunity to you know, sh- silence a lot of people that that talked a lot of shit and said he should be fired. And he's he's got that chip on his shoulder that he's really good at chip on his shoulder building a team, as you saw coming out of the chip era, no pun intended, and then now coming out of his own his own uh, you know nineteen twenty time frame. So I mean, I also think that that two thousand nineteen two thousand twenty Eagles fans have to understand that we were kind of like. Living on borrowed time there for a little bit. I mean, we sold out to win a Super Bowl, and we won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, typically, I know in the modern era, people see teams like the Patriots. And to a lesser extent, they see teams like Kansas City, who who just dominate year after year after year. I mean, we saw, we saw the Patriots as a dominant force in the league for 20 years of our lives. Yeah. So... It's the easy Eagles to think that that's normal too, that, for four years, and even, but frankly, it's just not normal. Yeah, you know, yeah. like when you win a Super Bowl, you sell out. The Eagles sold out. They they spent money and they they brought in a lot of free agents. And sometimes you're bad for a little bit after that. Yeah, I think I think the biggest issue with him is he made he made some choices that you look back, but that in hindsight or even at the time, like the Ashon Jeffrey extensions and things like that, where he was kicking the can down the road. But again. I don't want to say it's it's as egregious as some did because who planned for a pandemic that was going to tank the salary cap? Who who planned for Carson Wentz to go off the deep end as a player? Like things things that normal people it was like one in one in a million things happened and did he did he handle them well? No, but how many people are going to handle a pandemic and you're a franchise quarterback that you paid for five years going insane and, and, and just things things like that. And and just I I I laud him for keep swing for continuing to swing after missing on two wide receivers and now we have a receiving corpse of Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and AJ Brown. I mean, it's AJ fucking Brown. So yeah, maybe 2020 and uh, 2019 weren't the best of years. I'm okay now because I'm living in 2022, and I'm very excited about this Eagles team, too, as well. Speaking of two, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to touch on on A.J. Brown? I'm sure collectively we have some things we want to touch on, but do you want to move to the to the second-round pick? Because this, this was what I would call the uh, spiciest pick of the draft in terms of Really? Polarizing. Polarizing is a better word. Not so spicy. Um, Some people were very in favor of it. Some people were very fed up with it. There was a lot of fighting on my Twitter timeline. Uh, The Eagles selected in the second round Cam Juergens, center out of Nebraska. Uh, A lot of the big boards that I saw um, for people who – I think a lot of our listeners have heard of Jordan Davis, have heard of uh, A.J. Brown if you haven't. You, you Google them. There's there's a ton of stuff out there. Cam Thanks Jergens, for listening, though. Yeah, we appreciate you so much. Um, Cam Jurgens, center, very much uh, s- comped to uh, Jason Kelsey. He's a little undersized, has a ridiculous uh, relative athletic score. As like Jordan Davis, we touched on, is a ten. Uh, uh, Cam Jurgens is a nine point nine four. So like a very athletic man. Just he's not very tall. A uh, little on the lighter side in terms of weight, but he, he built he's built similar to Jason Kelsey, and um, was a converted tight end. And I think the Eagles going out here and getting the center of their future. Um, <laughs> and um, I have a I've actually got this uh, like scouting report thing from Shaving Points podcast, and apparently his nickname is Beef Jerky. So 
That's Love big. That. That's big. That's big help. Um, but I think the Eagles went out here, and you don't just draft for now. You draft for the future. And although your second-round pick, if all goes well, best-case scenario, he doesn't play, you still have uh, three years of control on a center that is projected to be a, a very smooth transition from Kelsey to this center of the future. And on top of that, a huge factor that I don't think a lot of people are talking about is you've you've now have your left side with Dickerson and Mylotta, who have this you know seems seemingly natural chemistry. Um, you know they got a good bromance going. You don't want to mess that up. You could you could anchor your side of your uh, your offensive line for years to come, and now you slide in another piece that that will make it much easier to swallow that pill of not being able to move Landon Dickerson over. Yeah, I don't think there was any way they were going to move Dickerson. No, I mean, I mean, he was so good at left guard right. last year, and and I agree with you. I, I look, it's upsetting to everyone, including myself. But Jason Kelsey is on his way out. He's made it known. Yeah, I think I think that's a big factor of it too. Like, there's no way the Eagles make this pick without knowing that they're going to get three years of use out of this guy. Yeah, and you know what? And and Kelsey scouted this guy himself. Mm-hmm. He was Loves a big him. proponent of him. He's going to learn. This kid's going to learn from the best center to ever do it in Philly. One of the best centers to ever do it. Period. I mean, the centers don't make the Hall of Fame very often, and he he's feels like he should. He's, he's going to make it. I think he's got a legitimate shot to make the Hall of Fame as a center. So he's going to learn under this guy. We would be lying to ourselves, to the detriment of this team and the detriment of us as a fan base, if we pretended we didn't need to find the next guy. And maybe they drafted Dickerson as that guy. But that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. He's he's such a he's so good at left guard. We thought maybe say Amalu was gonna was gonna step into that role. Obviously, that's not the plan. Right. So they have to find an answer. What you cannot do as an organization is go into next year either finding out that Jalen Hurts is the guy or bringing in a rookie or somebody yeah. and not having an answer for your center. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge. Yeah, I mean you're 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 a hundred percent correct. I mean whether Jalen Hurts or it's another quarterback, having an offensive line will either one help Jalen take a step forward in twenty one or twenty two, excuse me, and then twenty three, or this quarterback in twenty twenty three will uh, need protection to make it as easy as possible, which is you know. Both both of these uh, items are, are are kind of you know whether your quarterback whoever it is over the next two three years with the what Howie Roseman and the Eagles are doing is making it a conducive environment for a quarterback to be successful. It's, you know you have your center backed up for for four years now. You have your offensive line. You know your left side for the next half decade. Hopefully, Lane Johnson still got some juice in the tank, and then uh, right guard is kind of. Right now, it's Isaac Samuel. Isaac Samuel is a starter, yeah. who I think is a pretty good player. Yeah. I mean, when you have when you have a your your tackles of Johnson and Mylotta, you have Dickerson, you have Kelsey, and then you know whatever Cam Jerkins becomes. Hopefully, you know it's a smooth transition. He's not going to be Kelsey, but if he's seventy five percent of Kelsey, you're probably really happy about the pick. If Isaac Samuel, who is a starter on like yeah thirty out of thirty two NFL teams, is your weakest link, yeah, you're in good shape. Exactly, exactly, and that. And and it's it's I I do agree with the way the Eagles build teams because it feels like having those things not having offensive line makes a makes a good team bad very quick mm-hmm. and having a great offensive line makes a medium team like the Eagles last year into a playoff team like mm-hmm. you, it 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 really is a a needle mover of a team for sure it, of a team rather I think the people that were really upset with this pick for the most part are casuals. Yeah, I, I I think it was a good pick. I think it was a smart pick, and I think the only reason people were upset with it was because there was somebody else on the board that everybody wanted, who we fucking got anyway. Yeah, that's good. what a transition, man. We're we're on fire today. This this I don't know if this is the first episode of season three. If it's post draft is when it becomes season three, but if it is, this is a heck of a season debut. Oh no. I don't know. How I don't know when, when did we do it last time? I don't. I mean, week one maybe, or I, I don't know if we did it right after the draft or right. Well, I'll, our listeners will let us know. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, if if these two picks are swapped, everybody's happy because mm-hmm. the Eagles at eighty four, eighty three is it eighty three select Nakobe Codeine Crazy 
Nicodine. Nicodine. Crazy. I get it. Yeah, I Nic- get it. Nicobe Dean, because he puts you to sleep. Boom. Fucking, what a, what a steal. What a steal that this guy fell and then proceeded to practice in uh, minicamp. I think there were rumors of an injury or a, a litany of injuries that uh, pushed him down boards, but to get this guy in the third round, you know, maybe his career isn't as long as it would have been if he didn't have these injuries. But if you get like three, four years out of this guy, it's a steal. You're you, talking about a top 20 talent in the yeah, draft. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing 83. big boards everywhere have him in the top, you know, 20 to 30 range. And just you've seen what he, he was the heart and soul of in the same way that we got one of the best defensive players on Georgia, we also got one of the best defensive players on Georgia. Mm-hmm. There's there's a clip going around uh, in the national championship game where him and another linebacker, number 41, he blows his assignment. He gets on his ass the very next play that dude steps up and gets a sack. It's just, and, oh, and on top of that, N'Kobe Dean recovers from that missed assignment and causes a pass, a pass deflection. So he not only is smart enough to tell people you were in the wrong place, what the fuck were you doing, but also is able to recover on plays where people are out of position. Dean was my favorite linebacker in this class for a long time. I've, I've said it a bunch of times. He's so good, and he's such – I know he's a little undersized, which I think contributed a little bit to him mm-hmm, falling. Definitely. Um, but in today's modern-day NFL, this is a speed-kills NFL. Mm-hmm. Everybody's undersized. Players are getting smaller. Wide receivers are getting smaller oh, year yeah. after year after year because it's all about speed. Having a linebacker, especially especially in this type of offense where the belly of your defense is very vulnerable, having a linebacker that can get from east to west like that, that is not a liability in coverage, is huge. And on top of that, there is one thing more than anything – more than a safety, more than a corner, more than a pass rush that the Eagles defense has been missing for the last, I guess it's been three or four years, and that is a general. Yeah, that was that was exactly that's crazy. You read my mind. I was just about to make the point of his football IQ. As soon yep. as we, as soon as we moved off of Malcolm Jenkins, yep. the defense changed, mm-hmm. and I know there was some talent loss here, talent loss there, but. They always seemed like, even if they weren't great, they always seemed like they were there. Right. Losing the brains of the operation there. And Malcolm Jenkins was a great player, but he was never the most talented player on the Eagles defense. Mm -hmm. But he was so good, so solid, and so smart. And he was the heart and soul of that defense. Replacing that is so important to this team, I think. And I think, I think... I don't think it's going out on a limb to say that Kobe Dean has a chance to be the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, if he stays healthy, I don't see why. You know, you're, he's going to transform a defense. I don't know if he's going to have like the sexy counting stats that stats that uh, you know that may that may prohibit him. But I mean, the guy is going to you're you're going to see the impact of these players, and it, it's two players that really are you're going to see their impact without. Looking at it at a stat seat, you're going to see this defense. I think transform. Fast. They're going to look faster. They're going to. They're going to look smarter. I just. I'm. I'm so excited to see it now because I really believe in the pieces. And that you know, Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean are two players that are. Um, like I think of like running up the middle just sounds like a terrible t- idea. And the guy you signed, Hassan Reddick, is a stud athlete as well like three huge pickups this year just just through the draft and you know you you hope for development you hope for a, a continued step in the right direction for Hargrave uh Josh Sweat staying healthy you know things like that uh, you know Darius Slay to continue this level of play and you know it's just this defense has its chance to make a really big jump this year I think um if all thing if things break their way Totally agree. Totally agree. I think they have almost all the pieces necessary for an elite defense. We know that they're still missing a corner. It's no secret to anybody. Uh, Bradbury was recently cut from New York. I'm sure everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. I would That's love very Bradbury. interesting to me. I would love to do something like that. But I just think this defense is primed for a big jump this year, just like you said. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what happens. As far as his injuries go, by all accounts, overblown. Yeah. Uh, he had a pec strain. He, he, uh, from what I read, he had multiple independent doctors tell him and tell teams that surgery was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And the rumor going around was that he declined surgery. Two very different things. Right, right. So, I mean, he was at, he was at camp. <laughs> he showed up. He practiced. Yeah. I'm not worried about it at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. And, and it's, it's still at, at, at 83, uh, the process, like just process, not doing hindsight draft analysis, that is a good pick to make. It's the same, it's the same area that you picked Devion Taylor. You're telling me oh, that you, you don't want to take the gamble on Nakobe Dean with with potential injuries on the same kind of draft capital that you're spending for Devion Taylor? I mean, it's it it seems like it's just. I think there's going to be a lot of NFL teams that kick themselves and go, "I can't believe we we talked ourselves out of uh, Nakobe Dean." Um, and and I think you know between Cam Jurgens, Jordan Davis, Nakobe Dean, I mean. Three really, really good athletes. And, and what the Eagles did, I think, in their last two picks, they continued that with Kyron Johnson uh, and Grant Calcaterra. Cal- 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 That's exactly, Calcaterra. Two very interesting players. I think players you want to throw darts on. I think Kyron Johnson plays that uh, outside linebacker, uh, Hassan Reddick backup role. He's, he's a similar uh uh, you know, he seems like a super athletic, high motor player, um, from what I've read. Uh, and I, I like the I like taking shots in the sixth round on athletes. I like taking shots on guys yes. like Kyron Johnson and Grant Calcaterra, who was like viewed. I was listening to like a, a, a podcast. He he took two years off because of concussions. Uh, he he played for Oklahoma. And was looked at as like, oh, he's the next like big thing at tight end. He's a freak athlete. Like, he seems to be special. He's he's like a pass catching tight end, less than a, a, a blocking tight end. He's more in that like uh, I don't call, want to call any player Travis Kelsey, but that's the role. He's a he's a pass catching guy, and I think again another high athletic guy with upside to back up a guy a position that you feel good about and that's what i think you want to do in dart throw picks you don't need them to succeed next year you don't need them to step in and start you need them to learn from players that are super talented like hassan reddick like um dallas goddard so i'm happy with these two picks i don't have like i'm not a draft guru but that was uh my best shot at writing an essay the day of the test no, I agree, and you know what? I don't. I can't tell you much about the tight end Calcaterra. I I don't know the first thing about him. I've read a little bit about Kieran Johnson. You know, like you said, super athlete, supposed to be a pretty good player out of Kansas. Um, and I agree with with your, your the whole ideology for those six round picks. If you spend all your time studying the six round pick and you make the perfect sixth round pick, <laughs> yeah, it could it could mean nothing. Yeah, or you could draft a seven foot tall rugby player, and he could turn into a Pro Bowl left tackle. So, take a guy who you think I think at that point is fits the athletic profile, mm-hmm. and you know see what happens because yeah. it's a fucking dart throw anyway. Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the opinion. I agree. In, in those late rounds, throwing darts at at athletes, uh, it just it just seems like the most way most likely way to succeed. Um, I mean. I don't know when Quez Watkins was taken, but I want to say he was like a sixth, fifth, sixth rounder, and it's he's he's a super fast receiver, and you did hit that, and you did John Tower, and you went John Hightower. He said you threw two darts, super fast receivers, and one of them is looking to turn out to be a not so bad three four wide receiver, which is like the most you could really ask for in that kind of situation. Um, I just wish we still had Travis Fulgham. Yeah, that was a shame. I was thinking about that because we we play we play Pittsburgh this year, and I was thinking about the Travis Fulgham game and just like how that the I just, Travis Fulgham game. It did happen. He had like, he had like 150 yards or something. It was he just doesn't like football. Apparently, that, that's dumb. How do you not? How do you have the coolest job ever and not not like just not dedicated? That's that's what they say. I never met the guy. Yeah, I don't know. He if, seems like he's not dedicated. He he had he had all the support of the city behind him, and he he didn't handle getting benched for Alshon Jeffrey well apparently, which like I wouldn't. 
I mean, he was washed, but still. Nevertheless, um, do you want to uh, – two two choices here. I could quickly run through a couple of other un, undrafted free agents. Uh, I think there's only – There's three worth talking about, yeah. maybe four. Uh, five if you want to talk about Noah Ellis. The free undrafted free agent class included Alabama corner Josh Job, Nevada quarterback Caution Strong, Clemson uh, cornerback Mario Goodrich, Oklahoma running back Kennedy Brooks, Idaho uh, defensive tackle Noah Ellis, Middle Tennessee State safety Reed Blankenship, and then some other guys that uh, Josh Sills, William Duke, Dunkel, offensive lineman. Return specialist Brit, uh, Brian Covey, apparently, keep it just don't know much about him, but return specialist, keep an eye out. I saw him uh, when I had COVID on New Year's Day, uh, and he played for Utah. They were playing Ohio State. Uh, he had like one ridiculous return for a touchdown. Wait, uh, you had COVID on New Year's Day? Yeah, well, I was coming out of COVID on New Year's Day. I had COVID for the week. I was out the day after the day after New Year's. Um, so Wait, I saw you on New Year's. You gave me COVID on New Year's? No, I I was that was my last day of quarantine was that day. If if day zero, did you cut a corner and go out a day early? And then so so Michigan <laughs> Ali Faid, Josh Blackwell, and Jared Williams. I, I caused no deaths from also. Pissing in the ocean. How could you know that? On the New Year's Day, I was peeing in the ocean. I was surrounded by a thousand people that day. It was so dumb. Oh, so worth it. Anyway, I don't know much about this class, but I do like the two dart throws at Mario Goodridge and Josh Job. Two corners that are not like uh, like studs by any uh, stretch of the imagination, but I do like the idea of drafting. Uh, Corners from Clemson and Alabama, and hoping that they turn into something. Uh, project players. Uh, I think they had some person uh, uh, personality things that both held them back. They were like projected fifth rounders that fell off into the UDFA class. So I think the Eagles may have a chance here to turn one of these guys. And it's as clear as an open competition, you know, for cornerback two as you'll ever see, uh, because I think our. Cornerback two is like Zach McPherson, Josh Job, Mario Goodrich, Tay Gowton, Roberto Caltillo, Jonathan Medenos. Two of those. Maybe names. they'll try JJ Sega Whiteside. JJ Sega Whiteside. I'm do I made up some of those names. Um, oh damn it! I'm circling back on making up names. Uh, AJ Brown, second most famous AJ in South Philadelphia, behind AJ Levac. Yeah, that would have been better than any anything about Carson Strong. I mean, I think it's a pretty cool. I I like I like that pick because I like investing in the quarterback position on a guy that's like it costs you nothing. Uh, if his knee is better than people expect it, you have a you have control over a guy for four years, and he's a cheap option as a backup quarterback who could be flipped. I mean, the Eagles just are kings of flipping quarterbacks for capital so i'm i'm happy with it they may flip him for a six it's a shame for caution strong because you know he may have been had he not had that injury i mean and his knee is torn up yeah it's, you know there's a cadaver acl in there oh like it's not even repaired right so let's say he has this miraculous recovery and he's he can play of course there's going to be problems with his mobility but beyond that his career is going to be very short yeah um but it's so it's so sad because oh, degenerative knee condition. Oh. Yeah, he's got he's got a monster arm. Yeah, I mean he's got a cannon and mm-hmm. he's very accurate and he very well could have been like one of the first quarterbacks taken off the board this past year. Yeah, wouldn't it be so cool if uh, actually this wouldn't be cool uh, because it, because <laughs> I it's, know you're gonna say because it's in Philadelphia, but like like a half like before half where it, like the. 30-yard line, and we just trot him out like they used to trot out Jacoby Brissett when Phillip Rivers was in uh, Indianapolis, and he just would throw, like, deep bombs. But all it, all it takes is one one miraculous catch, and I can't listen to WIP for the next two months. So never mind. It's going to be – you know when it's going to be really bad? Honestly, it's going to be really bad during camp. Yeah, he's going to be fun. Because the reporter's going to be there, and he's going to be in a red shirt, and he's going to be throwing. Yeah, I think he'll – I think he'll definitely – I feel definitely is – 
a ballsy take, but I mean, I'm talking about the third third string quarterback, so I, I can put my balls on the table <laughs> and say I think Carson Strong's got third string quarterback locked up. Um, Clayton Thorson find a new job if you're still the third string quarterback. Doesn't he? Doesn't Clayton Thorson play for the Houston Gamblers? He USFL. Yeah. So then, who's our third string quarterback? I don't know. Uh, I actually have no idea. Eagles third QB. It is not Nick Mullins. Uh, who the hell's our third string quarterback? Nate? No, it's not. Nate's. Wait, it might be Nick Mullins. No, Nick Mullins is. Unofficial depth chart. Come back closer to the season. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know who. Our Why co- do I feel like we signed Nick Mullins? Linebacker. Uh, Nick Mullins. We did, uh, but we didn't for long. Reed Sinet is our third quarterback. It's who the fuck is Reed Sinet? He went to San Diego, uh, and he is not going to win that job. I think he wore. So fun. Funny thing. Uh, was listening to. Uh, probably like bleeding green. I try to credit people when I can, even though this is a number little stat. He wore 17, hit, and he originally wanted to wear another. Oh, he was he was five, and then he got bullied by Hassan Reddick and picked 17 because it's like you're, Hassan Reddick gets the number he wants. We just paid him a billion dollars, and then he got 17, and then immediately Nicobe Deans comes in and says. I'm going to be 17. So now he's uh, 13. So, I mean, the guy's got no chance. Guy's got, guy's got no chance to be successful. Uh, so, so the third-string quarterback is definitely our boy, Carson Strong. You think we can get Reed Sennett on the podcast? Not if he ever listens to this. Uh, no shot. He's got to come defend his honor. Yeah, come out here and fight, fight one of us. We could definitely beat Carson Strong in a fight. We know to go for the knees. 2v1. 2v1, and I know to go for the knees. If I can, like, sneak around back, I'll just take the leg out. Drill him in the leg. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else on any of the undrafted free agents. I hope you, you hope that one or two of them become players. Like, that play one snap ever, and it's a success for me. Yeah, they're undrafted. Listen, I, I just know we're going to fall in love. Not me, but... People are going to fall in love with somebody every oh. year. Oh there's, yeah, there's I'm a, telling you, uh, it's going to be Britain Covey from. Remember Utah. when? Do you remember? I was watching something today about uh, Eagles' greatest running back of all time, Josh Adams. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember. Do you remember that? Because yeah. I remember wanting to rip my fucking hair out of my head for that entire year. When people were like, Josh Adams. That kid, that kid's got. He's he's got it. Where, where, I was like, why, what why are you looking we, at? Why don't we see more of him? And it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? And you know what? I hate to do this, but even Corey Clement, it went a little too long. The Corey Clement experiment went a little too long. Uh, he, he touched God on the Super Bowl, so I, I won't speak ill of him. He went off that year. He, but then they were like, you know what? Maybe here. having the slowest feet in the history of running backs is the secret. Is this, is this going to happen? This, this is uh, Britton Covey, return specialist that we, we signed, undrafted. Is he doing anything cool right now? I just picked a punt. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's returned in that punt. Caught you? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the guy. Oh, it's a little little bubble screen. Love it. In the hands of Doctor Bubble Screen, Nick Sirianni. Come on, all day. Doctor Bubble Screen. I like that. <laughs> he's got a PhD. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is your final draft grade? You know, uh, for for this, you you can't not take into account AJ Brown. So, what do you think? Where where are you at? Taking into account AJ Brown, I give them an A. Okay, I'm tempted to give them an A plus, uh, but the fact that they left this draft without addressing corner, yeah, is the only thing. And listen, you can only pick who's there. I get yep. it. I I understand, but I do think they had a corner in mind in the fifth, and the reason they didn't they didn't take a, take a corner, I think uh, Woolen. Okay, that's who I think they had in mind. Because as soon as he got taken, they, they traded back, back into the sixth. And so, like, had they had they been able to grab a corner that they like, um, I would feel maybe a little better about it. But you know, ultimately, they were able to get a guy who I believe is super high on their board and who really helps this defense in a lot of ways. They were able to get, able to get the center of the future. They were able to get a top twenty player in round three at a position of need in the Kobe Dean. I mean, this could be a transformative draft 
So I think it's certainly an A. Yeah. It's just so close to an A plus, but I I can't I can't do it. Yeah, I I give them so so here's here's another part of it that um because it because it didn't happen on draft night, but it, it very much was a part of the draft. The the New Orleans trade. I mean, that's another. I was like A A minus. I think I'm gonna go with I'll go with A because I love the trade. I love the optionality next year. I love that it appears that the Saints trading up to get Chris Olave. Like, yeah, he's a heck of a player, but what are you doing? What are you? What What are they doing? I mean, I think they're going to be bad this year. I hope. I hope. I love. I hope so. I I root for Jameis uh, Winston this year. I can't. I hope he's thirty interceptions, thirty touchdowns, uh, Jameis Winston. And I hope they win four games, um, and that would be awesome. Um, so I love that. I mean, obviously, A.J. fucking Brown is A.J. Brown. I mean, that's awesome. I didn't feel like any of the picks that they took with Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, and N'Kobe Dean, sixth round and later, even everything after day two, two to me, you're not going to get a high-quality starting player. So, like, addressing corner in those rounds to me, like, one way or the other, I'd, I'm, I'm fine with getting Alabama, Josh Job and Clemson's Mario Goodrich and the undrafted free agent. Uh, class as opposed to drafting them in the fifth and sixth and seventh. Like I mean, these are these are pretty solid, you know, option, you know, options at like high high upside, low low cost. And I just didn't feel like any. I looked specifically. I mean, Nakobe Dean. There's no player in the third round I wanted more at that not. at that pick. Yeah. Cam Jurgens. I looked at picks after him. There was no corner that I was like, damn, that we we didn't get. We didn't get X Y Z. I I don't know if you looked at it that I way. I think Booth fell into the th- into was was Booth. I, I don't uh, know. No, he might have fallen into the second. I'm sorry. I think he may have, and I don't know if we would. I think he may have went ahead of. Uh, now see, I can't remember when he. I remember watching. We were at that. We were at that bar. We were at the one with the really good fries. Oh, that was night one, wasn't it? No, so, night one was Thursday. Oh, the draft. Yeah, that was. Oh, damn! You're true. True. Huh. So second round, I'll just give you I'll just give you really quick. Here are some of the players that went after Cam Jurgens. George Pickens, awesome pick for the Steelers, by the way. That yeah. that's like the pick of the set. Alex Pierce, Sky Moore, three three really good wide receivers went. Uh but Sam Williams for uh he's an outside linebacker, went to Dallas. I'm just looking for the next corner. Safety, Cam Taylor Britt. I didn't do much of a re. No one, no other corners. Brian Cook, Cincinnati. Where did Drake safety. Jackson go? Was Drake Jackson still there? At that Drake point? Jackson, outside linebacker. He went twenty nine. He's really an edge rusher though. But well, whatever. So I don't see a corner. I'm trying to look here. Third round. Martin Emerson. Don't know him. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not a a, a good player. Nothing. Cord- Cordell Float, and then Nakobe Dean. So. I, I, those are your picks between two and three. There, there wasn't a corner there that you could have picked instead of Cam Jur- Like Cam Jurgens is like projected going to be a starter next year uh, if if Kelsey retires. I think, and I think he's going to be a damn good center. Yeah, I don't see a corner in that list that I'm like, oh, we missed out on corner. Don't get me wrong; I'm not complaining about the Cam Jurgens. No, no, I I, I, I just you know I would have loved to have come out of it and had addressed it, but. Like I, you know, you can only make so many picks, and yeah, and you can only pick the guys. I, I, there was a run on corner after, and yeah. would you rather have AJ Brown and Jordan Davis or whatever corner you were hoping for, like Booth or something? I, I, I think they they did they, they maximized the amount of talent that they could come away with in this draft, and that's why I gave them an A. Let me ask you this: if uh, <clears throat> if Derek Stingley had fallen, would you rather have Jordan Davis and Derek Stingley or Jordan Davis and AJ Brown? I think that's a pretty actually pretty interesting, fun one. tough question. I th- he didn't fall, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, I think, man, that's tough. You don't you don't have to pay Stingley for five years, but I I I, I like what they did this year by getting AJ Brown. I think they have lo- loving these these segues are on fire, loving them setting the table for balls on the table like Jalen Hurts last year. You got like. Here's your one year tryout to get another year one year tryout. Yeah. But this time we're going to put talent like more talent around you. Like Well, this listen. If if he is not like super impressive this year. Yeah. I mean because you talk about the table being set. I mean I mean it's it's a heck of a team he's got around. Barring my God. barring any injuries. I mean I I I I like was thinking about this today in the shower and I'm just like 
they, he they won they won nine nine games. They you know you don't you I don't count the last loss. So they won like nine out of six meaningful games. He didn't win one of those games because he was hurt. So he won eight games last year. You think if he's throwing that ball, I mean, horrendous game aside, you think he's throwing that ball to the two straight passes dropped by Jalen Rager is now going to, like, I think about, like, all the times that I was upset with Jalen Rager. The time he got bullied, pushed out of bounds. A.J. Brown, not going to happen against San Francisco. Would never happen. Wouldn't allow it. He's too big. Can't push him out of bounds uh, while he's running his route. Like, I just think about, like, when I compare him I hear what you're saying. to Rager, it's just like, I'm so happy it just the the death chart just flows so much better. You got Smith and him, and now Quez is like a true like not not the three on the depth chart that's playing as the two. He's the three, yeah, and he's a very good three. And I Zach Pasquale not being like your whatever the hell he was going to be. Now he's your four. Rager is a gadget player that should get traded ahead of the season. I hope. Awesome, like Greg Ward. You know, like it's just like it's just a it's so. I, I don't know what to do with myself with this. The roster, court. the roster is great. The offensive roster is great. I mean, you've got an offensive line that's top three, top maybe three. the best O line in football. Yeah, definitely in the division, best offensive line oh, in the division, easily. Like I, I think about it, like winning the division is like if you if they. I'm Dallas. I don't know. I thought Dallas had a really bad off season, so I think that they're going to win this division. I think the Eagles are going to win the division. Uh, Dallas ain't going to repeat. Nobody repeats. Nobody it's repeats impossible. in the NFC East. It's going to be us. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the red the Redskins, the Commanders are a mess. The Giants mm-hmm. are a mess. Jahan Dotson, like as good of a player, man. Seven, what did they get him in 16, 17, 18? Yeah. What what is like the only team that weren't the Eagles, in my opinion, that had a good draft in this division, and they're so far back that it doesn't New even York. matter. New York, they had a good yeah. draft, but you had five and seven. It's hard not to have a good draft when you have of five course. and seven. But but. Getting back, you've got a great offensive line that contributes to a phenomenal rushing attack mm-hmm. that contributes to a quarterback that's going to have a ton of time. Yeah. He's going to be able to he's going to be able to hang back, pick his shots, pick his spots, and he's throwing to probably a top six tight end. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Dallas Goddard, and now Dallas Goddard, I think is. Even more so, like it's just how do you cover all? How do you cover Dallas Goddard? That's exactly, and AJ Brown? To, and, then, and then you get a wide receiving core that's one of the better, one of the best wide receiving cores in the league, mm-hmm. and has I really genuinely believe has potential to be the best one-two punch yep. at wide receiver one and two in the league this year. Like could be there. Yeah, and I th- I think I think man, it's it's crazy because. If you think about the 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 table as set, like there were games like we watched the first half of the Denver game and Jalen Hurts looked looked great and was was played played great. There were games like the New York game where he played awful. And this year all he has to do really is play good and he's going to look great because the team around him is so like there's so much talent around him that if you're just good, you're going to look like Matt Stafford, not 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 player level, but when I you take Matt Stafford, looks good in D- Detroit. Take good Matt Stafford and put him in the receiving core that the the Rams had and the team that the Rams had looked great. So he has an opportunity to just. I feel like so much pressure is going to be off him. So I think he's going to step up. I'm excited to see it. And the good thing is, I'm going to by by September. I'm. I don't know how much money I'm going to have on him to win MVP. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be foolish. And if it backfires, you have two first-round picks. He's got to look phenomenal this year. Yeah, there's no excuse not to. I mean, it's I, I struggle to find. I think AJ Brown when I, I he was the the piece of the offense that the Eagles like clearly, clearly, clearly were missing. We were talking about it. I, I don't. I think like our like third ever podcast. I was like talking about wanting Vincent Jackson, like that type of receiver, and we just got. Literally, Vincent Jackson on steroids. Yeah, like just a just a, a bigger, badder version of w- the player I was wishing for. Like a tall, like what what AJ Brown brings to the table should should make his life so much easier. All he has to do is limit turnovers, limit mistakes, and just hit your guys because they're going to be open. It's it all really all comes down to I think this year really all comes down to his pocket presence. Yeah, because that was such a detrimental factor to his game. Is mm-hmm. 
being so easily flushed out of out of the pocket yeah. and being forced. You know, they they could kind of you know when you saw him play and he looked good and he looked really good. You know, and then you saw him and he was abysmal. Yeah, he was, his highs were high and his lows were abysmal. You're, you're, super low, yeah. and it's because. Those teams, if you if you look back at the games, especially later in the year when it was really the offense had kind of shifted and everybody mm-hmm. kind of knew what it was, the teams like the Bucks and the Giants had them figured out. If you could flush him out of the pocket and force him to move left, he's going to be awful. And he was atrocious every single time they did that. They didn't even have to get real pressure on him. They just had to scare him. If he can fix those problems, I think... If he fixes that problem, the accuracy issues, especially on the left-hand side, will be corrected. I think the accuracy issues and the timing issues in the middle of the field may be corrected. Mm -hmm. So if he can get his pocket awareness and his pocket presence fixed this year and this offseason and better timing on the deep ball, I think he looks like a different guy. Now, can he do that? I don't know. Only time will tell on that. I don't know. But he has to, like, the, 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 like excuses and the well let's give him time and the well he hasn't had the same coordinator two years in a row all the excuses are gone like gone i don't want to hear it again i don't never don't know how i mean and i'm i i'm sure you're on the same facebook groups and it's people go at each other's throats about it they get heated they like people are already talking about like carson strong should have a shot to to win a camp battle against Jalen, like there's like people that crazy, and there's people like Jalen Hurts is Lamar Jackson part two. Like they're 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 Looney Boons, uh, Looney Tunes on Facebook. So that being said, it's like I don't see how you if if Jalen Hurts is successful and looks the way that I think he kind of if he just if he's just good he's gonna look I, like if he's just a good passer and he still has all that athleticism, he still unlocks the rushing game. I mean. The team's going to look so good that he's undeniable. You know what I mean? My brain just did a backflip, and I thought, what if we just trade two first-rounders next year for Lamar right now? I th- <laughs> That would be funny. No, think about it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they would take it, but I'm just saying. Yeah. What if we just like call? What if we were just call both and be like, you want our entire draft next year? You, we'll take Lamar. Yeah, and then, yeah, well, and they, they may think that because they can't pay him either because he still represented himself. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm obviously on the side of I believe he can be that guy. I think you're hesitantly thinking that the table is going to be so set that even you know, I th- I think I think he's going to look good. I really I really feel good for him. I'm excited for him because I think he's such an easy guy to root for and now I think he has if he's going to succeed, this is the only. This is like this is the situation you want to put him in. I just don't you want to. I mean? I, again, like I know we bring up cousins a lot. Get cousins. Not that I think he's a good comp to him as he's, a player. Yeah, they're not. But like, I think you hope. Like, I don't think he's as good as Kirk Cousins right now, today. Yeah. Right. I, and so my fear is like Kirk Cousins is throwing to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And yeah. he's handing the ball to Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. and they have a good they have a good offensive line, and they have a good defense. And year after year, we're like, Kirk's really ago. holding that team back. I made a I made a fifty dollar bet with Johnny Panvini. Go ahead. Uh, he gave me a half a game, so better or tied record with the. He's a big Vikings fan. So he gave, so if they have the same or if the Eagles perform better, I win fifty bucks off of Johnny Panvini. I gotta see the Vikes uh, schedule. They gotta play us. Speaking of the schedule, they gotta play the Packers twice. Speaking of the schedule, segway. The segways City. are on fire. We're, we're today. hot right now. We wanted to get into the schedule. the The teams have dropped, but not the actual week to week schedule. But here's the here's the teams we're playing next year. Uh, obviously, Dallas, New York, Washington, twice each. Green Bay. We've had their number for a couple years now. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not confident saying that's a loss. Jacksonville, that's a dub. Dougie returns. He's got to come here. Uh, the Vikes got to come here. That could be a win. The Saints, they still feel like they're going to be a mess. Right. That should be a win. And Jalen Hurts owns the Saints, 2-0. Oh, really? Yeah. Beat hmm. him in his first start and then beat him last year where he killed that man's ankles. Remember? I love that. Loved it. Three. I think he had three touchdowns that game, too. Then we have the Steelers and the Titans. 
uh, Steelers could beat us. I think Steelers and Titans are we'll interesting. See you know, new, new quarterback. New quarterback. I think there might be a new quarterback in Tennessee by the time we see him. Who knows? Certainly could happen. So, and that's the A.J. Brown revenge game. Yeah, so you split those. So, you, so you, I think you got the home games. I'm going to take all three home divisions. I'm not going to touch the – I'm going to take the Jags. I'm going to take the Saints. And I'm going to take one of those two uh, from the Steelers. You don't think we beat Minnesota? Minnesota's – give me Minnesota. I think we could beat Minnesota. I think we beat Minnesota. Let me see if home. I need to dip back to the Minnesota. If we were bottom. in Minnesota, maybe different. Yeah. I think it's, like, close. But So that's seven. Now the <laughs> away sickos. No, wait, because we're going to win a lot of these games. Now the away games, uh, obviously. <laughs> obviously that bottom row. <laughs> obviously, Dallas, New York, and Washington again. Let's call all three of them losses because we're going to yeah. – let's just assume we're going to split. Yeah. Right? Arizona's in shambles right now. I expect a lot of regression from James Conner. Yeah. Uh, that's inevitable. Chase Edmonds, just he's a guy gone. in my he's, mind. He's gone there, I think. He's, he's, Did he leave? He signed somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I heard it's week one. Like, I heard a leak, so, you know, subject to be adjusted. But it will be a game if it's in week one where they don't have D-hop because he's suspended for steroids. I was just so. going to say, he's out for six games. They lost Christian Kirk this year. Kyler Murray is unhappy. Yeah, he's they could be a mess. that he's not a good as not as good of a quarterback as Jalen Hurts. He's going to find that out this year. Yeah, you're smoking dope. That's my um, that's my hot take that's, of the year. That's the hottest take you've ever had. That's insane. Yeah, he's going to outperform him this year. Okay, um, win Chicago win Detroit win win. We fucking cock smacked them last 44 year. Forty four something six Houston win win and Colts. Colts. So so, what did we give ourselves? We gave ourselves four and seven. That's eleven. Eleven and eleven and six. And then give me back that Giants game because so now we're at twelve and we're going to sweep five. the Giants. Yeah, we're going to sweep. The, not crazy. Yeah, and depending on when you pe- play Washington, I mean, here's the thing: they may have picked a man crazier in Sam Howe than Carson Wentz. Did, did you, you read that? He the doesn't eat. Thing? Doesn't eat red meat. Never. Never had a steak. Never he had a burger. He said he brings his own chicken to restaurants. BYO chicken? What kind of serial killer shit is that? Can't, can't have that man. That's not a leader of men. Could I, you imagine you're, you're out with your quarterback and he's busting out the chicken tendies? No. No. I, 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 I need my quarterback to be a leader of men. And you got to eat steak. You got to eat steak. You got to eat the biggest steak. You, listen. Patrick Mahomes puts ketchup on it, but he eats steak. Patrick Mahomes can do what he wants because he's it's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's, he's not Sam Howell. He's not Sam Howell. Right, and he didn't play for. Uh, well, so I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good, and I'm going to continue. Like this could get out of hand. This could get to 17 and up. This I, I'm not even kidding. I am the ultimate pessimist. I'm like always like trying to be the realist. Da, 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 da. This looks like an 11 win season. To it me. feels feels like the division. It's like a powder puff schedule. I just I have I have no faith. Like the Giants, I, I they're they're doing good things, but they're not there yet. Washington is committing tax fraud. Dallas, big racists in Washington yeah, too. Scumbags, big fat Dan Snyder, racist scumbag. losers. The only bad part about I was hoping that the Fal- uh, Cardinals game would be later in the season so that I could go early in September. Can't do it. Too much. Yeah, I'm going to go to a Washington game. That's what I want. I hear, hear it's a Monday night football game. I might take off the Tuesday and, and make that the trip. I heard the Washington game might be week 18 in Washington. Uh, well, well, we'll see. Maybe I'll – what else? There's other away ones. In Chicago, you'll never catch me dead. Dallas. Uh, it's too cold. Yeah, it is cold, yeah. It's so cold. It's not, it's not like conducive for fun football. Houston might be cool. Houston would be cool. I've and Indy I've, could kind of be cool too. Actually. Indy, yeah, cool stadiums. Not I hear Indy's like a cool town too, like the uh, yeah. combine or whatever's there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, the Eagles are going to win ten to twenty five games this year. What ten to twenty five games? We may let a couple teams run it back and beat them again. <laughs> <laughs> if we beat them in Madden afterward, it counts. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we take them into the thing. We should. Next week, next week, I got a, I got. We should definitely readdress. Like, we should look at like what the offense. You're li- you're live on the podcast, Anthony. How's it going? What do you have to say to all the people? It's going good. Jalen Hurts, MVP of the Eagles. <laughs> 
Boom. <laughs> love it. Love it. I'll call you right back. I got to I got to finish this up and then I'm going to take a piss. That's disgusting. You're looking kind of big. Uh, that's uh Dom's husband Anthony. That's yeah. Yeah, I thought it was Naomi, but she she uh she will, she'll call me in the next 10 minutes cuz I have to make it home by 9 so that we can get Jimmy's water ice. Oh shit. You're, I'm just going to tell her to pick it up for me. You're not going to make it. No. No shot. Well, Next week, next week we're going to talk about specific games, the games we're highlighting. We're going to talk to a – I want to do a whole segment about just how good Devonta Smith can be with now pressure taken off of oh, him. You know I'm here for that. So that'll be a fun one. You know so, I'm here for that. Look so at all this Devonta Smith merch I got up here. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Oh, there's two things, but it's, you that's, know, it's that's a lot. more than most. Yeah, yeah, true that. Go Birds. Yeah, as always, Go Birds. We appreciate you listening. Uh, vote for Mikey G still. I think we're still doing that. Yeah, vote for Mikey G. Uh, he said, I want the Eagles to do good things, and look what they did. They're, They're doing, doing great good things. things. That was a good call by Mikey G. Go Birds. Go Birds. We should have got Mikey G on the pot and been like, what do you think about Roe vs. Wade? Break it. <laughs> <laughs>